Hello, and welcome to Music Rewind, a podcast where we look to tell the stories behind our favorite albums. I'm your host, Steve Epley, and in each episode, I will invite a guest to tell us about their favorite music album, how they discovered it, and what makes it special to them. Joining me today is a friend, neighbor, and colleague, Marika Slaughter. Marika is an accomplished director of design operations, and her career has taken her through companies such as Coca-Cola, Moxie, and currently MailChimp. Great company. I hear good things. <laughs> she is also the founder of Raw 5 Gear, a clothing line created to promote recognition and equality for women in sports. I am lucky enough to call Marika a neighbor, where she lives down the road from me with her wife and kids, while our sons are running between our houses. Welcome, Marika, and thank you for being on the show. Thanks for having me, Steve. So thank you. Uh, so thankful to be here. Um, and yes, uh, lovely to be, you know, th- three houses down where the boys can run up and down the road. <laughs> and also MailChimp is a wonderful place to work, I hear. <laughs> <laughs> or, or into it, whatever you want li- to label it now. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we'll, uh, Rika, let's jump right into this. What is your favorite album and how did you discover it? My favorite album is The Miseducation of Lauren Hill. And I discovered this, I would say, through discovering Lauren Hill. Um, you know, I was introduced to Lauren Hill when the movie Sister Act two came out in 1993 it was actually just tonight (laughs) i was wondering if that was going to come up here because it was kind of reversed me i used to love that movie and then it was Uh years later it's like oh that was her yeah yeah yeah. and uh you know like i i grew up um you know listening to god my parents raised me and they were always playing gospel music in the house and in the car and such and so i've always been attracted to these soulful powerful uh, voices and lyrics and that movie you know I was 13 years old and it was it was such a good movie like I said I watched it again tonight and I was singing along in the kitchen and everybody in the house was looking at me like I was crazy I know the words <laughs> to everything um but you know that that sort of introduced me to Lauren Hill and uh from there I just followed her career um you know, with the Fugees and such. And so when this, when this came out, I was actually, it was the summer between my senior year of high school and going into my freshman year of college. And it's interesting to, to think back and think why I was attracted to this album in particular, because it's sort of this love album um, in, in, my, in my eyes. And so the many experiences of, of love and what our interpretation is of that and how we can redefine ourselves. And as we do over the course of our life, that also changes the meaning of love or our experiences with love. So it's funny that at 18, I was attracted to that. And it, you know, I, I was thinking you and I were talking about this the other day, how it resonates with me differently today than it did at 18. But I, you know, again, I believe that's because of the experiences from that point of point of view to where I am now. Yeah. The, the skits kind of throughout the album, they have that group of high school kids that uh-huh. are, that are, that are chatting with a teacher and it's all about love. And that, uh-huh. that reiterates, you know, that whole theme of the album, as far as you've got the, the poetry of her lyrics and then the, you can in certain aspects say the naivete of the high school kids and how they're viewing what their expectations of love will be. And it's a good, good blending of, of the two. 
Oh yeah. Those were some really great skits. It, it, you know, and it's, and even listening to those questions, it's like from an 18 year old or however, like a kid's point of view, it was, Mm -hmm. you know, and like, Oh, love is (laughs) some pretty funny things. It's like, uh, just their interpretation of what they thought love meant. Or, you know, at one point he was like, like one kid was like, I didn't really, I didn't really love her. I just, just liked her, you know, like, it's like, you're, you, (laughs) I just care for her a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Which is something a high school kid would say. Absolutely. Yeah. Those, those seemed very authentic. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, I read up that they were actually very spontaneous. It was just like given the the teacher, um, I think the guy is a poet and it's just like put him in a classroom with some kids and it's like, yeah, I have a note here. It was, it was New Jersey poet and future politician, uh, uh, Ross Baraka. Yeah. Playing the teacher. So which I, I mean I don't know who that is, but he it was a, he made it feel very authentic with them though. Yeah, yeah, that was some good stuff. Yeah, I uh, didn't really gravitate to this when it first came out, as it, it yeah. came out when I was actually in basic training. Okay. Uh, so my yeah, nineteen ninety eight, I was a bit out of the loop for a year or two, mm-hmm. as far as anything music and, and pop culture and. It, and weirdly several of the albums that are going to be coming up on the list of interviews fall into that bracket that I didn't really discover until later on and where there was already, they were already old. It's like, Oh, yeah. we, don't, we don't listen to that anymore. That was, that was two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but this was uh, a really good listen and I'm glad you suggested this one mm-hmm. uh, because it was, I'd, I'd heard the, the, the two or three main tracks that, yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll still get yeah. radio airplay on, on, on nineties on nine. And, yeah. uh, but there's a lot of good, uh, uh, B sides out there that, that I had never heard, uh, yeah. and a lot of, and I mentioned poetry earlier, cause that's what these songs really are. It's just really good poetry. Yes. Yes. She's such a good lyricist, you know? And, and like I said, like lyrics, I just, I've always loved the the feeling you get from lyrics and the stories they tell. And it was, she's, if you followed her, she's always been so poetic and uh, just had this soulfulness to it. But the delivery, everything from the delivery um, to the production of this just makes these words and these, these you know, this poetry so much more powerful. Um, so I totally agree with that. Yeah, I went in with the assumption of this was just you know, a first solo debut album from a member of the Fugees. Mm. Just that that on, on its on its basic, which technically it is but there's so much more to that when you mm-hmm. you get into the actual meaning of the lyrics why she wrote certain songs what they're about and it's it's a very very deep album mm-hmm. uh, it, it reminded me of Fleetwood Mac's Rumors a lot mm. I don't know if you're, you're familiar with Rumors but they are pretty much it's one gigantic breakup album and they are oh, writing wow. songs about each other in the band and then they have to okay. sing those songs on stage. So it's really, <laughs> oh my, really, yeah, it's, it's a pretty, I mean, great songs and a pretty brutal album yeah. when you, you're thinking of, I'm singing lyrics of, of how I cheated on <laughs> the, the other member of the band and I have to sing these songs it's a hit. Um, and then, but you're going through this album and you've got certain tracks where I didn't know she dated Wyclef mm-hmm. and there are some brutal lyrics in there. <laughs> brutal lyrics. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it's it's not just one song. There's there's several in there where she she really takes it to them. I mean, with the way they start the album off, right? Like just that first line, uh, which I think says a lot. Um, 
about her interpretation of just the situation with being an artist and being in that group at the time. It's funny how money changes situation. Miscommunication lead to complication. My emancipation don't fit your equation. I was on the humble you on every stage. I think that was fun within itself. Like it's funny how money changes situation. Miscommunication leads to complication. My emancipation don't fit your equation. Like just everything about how her breaking free from that group, the the probably the relationship, all the things we didn't see behind the scenes of who she should be as a female in the you know rap world, hip hop world. You, you might win some, but you just lost one. I mean, that's I mean that's point blank. <laughs> yeah, it, it it makes me think about um, you know, like I think throughout our lifetime too, you just. You, you make decisions in hope of making a decision. You never want to make one, uh, at least from my point of view, that's for your personal gain at the sacrifice of others. But I think what I got from that song was something went down <laughs> where it was, it could have been a situation where it's, it sort of sacrificed her artistry or her as being a part of that group or what have you. But it's just like, yeah, okay, whatever you just did, you might win in this scenario, but you just lost a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Tracks two and three, uh, lost ones and X factor, which oh, yeah. obviously X factors <laughs> it's, it's in the title on that one too. Uh, <laughs> but there it's definitely a tale of say emancipation and the story of a toxic relationship Oh yeah, where, uh, the lyrics of that was that when I try to walk away, you'd hurt yourself to make me stay. Oh. That's as toxic as you can get. Yes. <laughs> You read this, you're, you're as a as a story, and you think, "Well, I'm just glad she got out." Yeah, you know, and it's like uh, I can I was again listening to it all. You can't feel that turmoil, and that's like it's almost this cyclical abuse of emotional. Like I don't know, never read anything or didn't say anything about physical abuse, but it was certainly sounded like it was some emotional abuse there. Definitely. You know, and, and the, the battles that you make people uh, experience in trying to get someone to love them. You change a lot of things about yourself to try to get someone to love you. And it just doesn't work out. Uh, so, yeah, I was it's painful to hear, but it's interesting that all of this came together. I don't know if you read this, but like she had this writer's block while she was on tour and then she became pregnant. And then all of this, like this was this creative flow of all the feelings and emotions of stories that, that were put together that she got her most creativity in that moment, which is also a form of like creating, like creating life in a different way of reinventing yourself or a different way of being loved. So one of my favorite tracks is Zion. Now the joy of my when I was 18 it was just a vibe because I love the production of it but the words mean so much more now you know especially having given birth to a child it's like oh yes because a child will love you despite your flaws no matter what right (laughs) and that song is a beautiful song where she's actually you know, saying what, what they were telling her to do while she was pregnant, you know, oh, yeah. think of you, think of your career, 
don't make that mistake, you know, kind of thing. Uh, but then also the immense joy after she made her decisions and, and had had the child and uh, the, it, the child is named Zion, I believe. Was that right? Yeah. 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 And it's with um, Bob Marley's son, if, if I think. Mm-hmm. Rohan Marley. Yeah. Yeah. That was a, that was a good song. Uh, and so the, the album itself just starts out very, very deep. Mm-hmm. And, and it, I, so I think it's a very well produced album in, in that matter because they they lead up to obviously the the breakout single doo yeah. so it, it, it so you cut from this very deep deep stuff to a song kind of that you can dance to yeah yeah and I I, I like that uh, there's a good build up thinking about that too um in terms of how they decided to because the order in which they decided to pull the song to your point of like going hard and deep up front and then you get into a bop and then you get to songs that are uh you know you got final hour which at, at one point I was like I wonder why they had that so early in the album um but yeah I, I think the production was amazing on this some of the instruments you know I was thinking about the instruments from uh when we talk, go back to X Factor, the, the pain that was felt, there was one break at the end that I think was this solo guitar or something, but it was like the strings and the chords in which they were playing it, you could feel the pain, right? It was like meant to express that pain. It was amazing. On, uh, on Zion, it's, it's Santana playing guitar. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he does excellent there. Yeah. Oh, Final Hour. Yeah, that, oh, that's the um, uh, biblical a lot, lot of a lot of biblical references in that one. And that's where she starts getting into uh, also her relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I have a, a note here, amazing beats on this one. <laughs> on final hour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That one was definitely more of like uh it was almost a pivot, pivoting point in the album, right? I think she saw this as a mechanism of like, or maybe she was like just reinventing herself spiritually as well. And she'd done some work with some gospel artists as well, which is, I'm like, this is probably why I love this because of her seeding that sort of spirituality through words, lyrics, and sound into this. But it was that point in the album, which was like so deep for me. You know, especially talking about <laughs> you can get the money, you can get the power, but keep your eye on the final hour. You know, it's like mm-hmm. like whatever little accomplishments you you claim victory on, it it matters nothing in the face of you know final judgment. Right. Look at the story of like again, this is the whole album is sort of telling this story, right? Like you've mm-hmm. done these things that might have sacrificed others, and you might win some but you just lost one and like you know it's just like the battles of whether it be love or whatever that you've gained over the course of the time it's like okay you've done all these things to get your money and now you have power what are you going to do with them are you going to do great things with them (laughs) are you going to continue to do bad things with them and that kind of leans into what you said at the beginning where different points of your life you can hear these songs and they mean completely different things. Mm-hmm. Whereas those first couple of tracks are 
breakup tracks and they are you know, right up to doo-wop where it's, you know, watch out, you know, men and women only want one thing. Yeah. So it's, it's, that's very immediate emotional response things, things kind of, you know, I don't think she was in her early twenties, I would assume when yeah. she made this. So, yeah, I think so. Yeah, that, that makes sense. And then once certain adult things do happen in your life, having a kid, you know, and, and mm-hmm. you're, you're forced to grow up fast at some point in time, the rest of the album seems to be after that, that particular mm-hmm. life event. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And it's sort of this refreshing breath, right? Like again, that pivotal moment to where I went through all of this pain and then after final hour, I felt like it was uh, just, a, it was this different emotional and spiritual being almost through these, these uh, songs. She's not as angry. <laughs> I, I, as I'm, as I'm looking at all the notes for all the tracks and just, it's coming like after, after final hour, we did, there was a track superstar in there, which is about, you know, gaining fame and, and what oh, happens. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, but yeah, final hour is definitely that transition point of um, she's, I want to say she's forgiven the, the people yeah. that have wronged her, but yeah. it, it just seems that she's take it after that song, things take on a less angry and more optimistic and um, yeah. uh, I say forgiving nature when it hurts so bad and I used to love him, you know, mm-hmm. you know, those are in the past. They're written yeah. as in the past. Yeah. He's looking yeah. to the future. Yep. Yeah. I wouldn't call this a concept album. It's almost more of a, a, a musical journal. Just kind of how she was feeling at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think it was a concept album either. Yeah. Concept album being written as that certain purpose to tell a story of something, whereas this just yeah. happens to be very, emotional you know it's raw raw yeah 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 i'm still mad she didn't put out another one but (laughs) uh this one this one definitely was a a journey of that that reinventing uh yourself so are there any other tracks on the on the backside that that stand out to you either you know musically or lyrically emotionally Mm, one that continues to I, i love every song on this album, by the way, like there's not one that I would skip and I listen to it straight through, but, um, everything is everything is another, another one that is one of my faves. And then tell him, you know, like I do. So with everything is everything, like we were saying, it's sort of this, like, she's now realized, you know, what's meant for you. And I think even in one of the earlier songs, she alluded to this, but it's like, when you chase things, not everything you want is what you need, but what you need will happen in due time. And so by the time everything is everything, it's like what is meant to be will be, right? That's that's what I got from those lyrics as well. Uh, on the on the track of your you know, bad things happen and, yeah. and you don't want them to, but they do. But what, what you experience and, and how you overcome those obstacles, build your character and make you stronger. Yeah. You know, and, and that can, and that's obviously a, a, an insensitive way to look at uh, many things in this world, but it's still true. Whereas you, you know, every, if whatever you survive, you know, it's, you, you'll learn lessons. You'll, you'll, you'll approach things differently. And as you get older, you can look back on the bad things that other people did to you in the past. Like, well, they were stupid. <laughs> and I don't necessarily hold it against them at this point. Yeah. And I, t- I think too, um, 
she figured out who she was through this process. And I think we all have to do that, right? Like at 18, you think again, like when you're 18 and twenties, what you think is love, you will do everything to get that because that's what you think it's supposed to be. And that's Mm -hmm. what you want. And I think when you start to mature and get older, you figure out who you are and what you really like, what you really want, you know? And so I think that played into it as well. She started to figure out who she was it, uh, and that is the track, the uh, miseducation of Lauren Hill. Mm-hmm. That's, that's exactly what that song's about. Yeah. Uh, and so becoming you know, who you are and not who others want you to be. You no longer try to chase this elusive being that you think will make other people happy, right? You're like, this is who I, <laughs> this is me, right? And I just, I just love that evolution of the album. And then when it ends with sort of her, like, tell him, I was just listening to tell him again today. Uh, and to me, that really hits home because it's sort of like her love letter to God. No, I may have faith. Yeah, I couldn't tell if it was a, you know, being a prayer to to God or a, or kind of a, another love song to her child. It kind of mm-hmm. certain lyrics kind of could go mm. could go either either way. Yeah. Yeah, but it was yeah, beautiful song. Yeah. Yeah, no one is perfect as long as they try to do right with love and it'll be all right. That's the note I've got on that one. Yeah. As long as you try to do right with love, right? Like it's just Again, that just takes me, but every time I hear one of the later songs and what she's talking about, it just takes me back. And again, it brings full circle this journey of like, in the beginning, you weren't doing right by love. You were trying to fit into a, a mold of something you weren't. By the end, you figured out who you were and, you know, the definition of your definition of love and what, what you need from that. So, yeah, great, great album. Be remiss if we didn't mention the the excellent Four Seasons cover of "Can't Take My Eyes Off You." you know, she she sings beautifully in that song, and, and I'm a big Frankie Valley Four Seasons fan, so yeah. I, I do like that song. Yeah. I, I, all the every song if I, I would say definitely the hits are my favorites because they play them all the time but there's so many good nuggets and good songs that weren't mm. as popular right but it's definitely a good album that you could listen to straight through uh, I, I agree with you there and over and over you know like again it's just it, I don't know why but until the moment we talked about this it, it just dawned on me of how much this album changes meaning every time. Uh, well, I won't say every time, but like based on the stages of at which you're in your life, right? Like I think probably five years from now, some of these songs will resonate differently, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Absolutely. And I don't know if I can think of another album that makes me feel that way. So I just, I love it. I love the the way that this, this journey of love and um, powerful poetry, as you put it, uh, it's just 
genius. Well, like those first couple tracks that are the breakup tracks and, you know, just describing the toxic relationship. If I was post breakup in my early twenties, I would probably be, yeah, that's it. You know, did, yeah. She knows what she did. You know, that, that sort of thing where now I'll, I listen to it and I think, uh, that's a, it's a good song. That's, that's just, but these lyrics are a whiny 20 year old. But, but like you said, there's that tr- transition point in the album where, I don't know, I guess the, the back half of the album is more mature. Uh-huh. It's, it's, it, there, there's, there's life events that have happened and now she's looking at things through a different lens. Yeah. And that's with, with everyone's life. As you get older, those things that, you know, you experienced and did in your twenties are minuscule. Agree. I probably, now that you say that, I probably gravitated more towards tracks one through six when I was 20. Cause I had some serious, uh, <laughs> I, I had some, uh, what, I, what was what's a good word, a way to put it. Uh, I thought I knew what love was. I will just leave it at that. Right. You know, I had some serious relationships that I probably shouldn't have had at 18 that I thought were right for me that weren't. That's what your um, 20s are for. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I certainly, I, I do think uh, beyond To Zion, I think the back half of the album is probably what I gravitate more towards now for sure. And that I just love uh, just one note. We didn't really touch on every ghetto, every city, but just the upbeat feel of that. And I think anyone that can resonate with anyone of like, or what I got from it was look at what you've accomplished, how far you've come. Like, right. You started where you started from. And it, it made me think about the memories of growing up as a young girl. Every ghetto, every city, and suburban place I've been, make me recall my days in New Jerusalem. My note on it is that it's a love, love letter to her hometown and her upbringing. You know, it's yeah. like she, cause at this point, you know, she's a successful recording artist with at least the Fugees, you know, yeah. and not, not solo yet, but you know, and, and a movie star, she'd already been in TVs, but, but still, appreciating all the little things that she did, you know, as a child in, in, uh, I think New Jersey. So that was, it was a good, and, and it makes you think about where you came. I come from a very small town in the Midwest yeah. and it makes, makes yeah. me think of all that, those little stupid things we did as kids, but they were fun and they're good memories. Yeah. So, such good memories. And I take it as like, uh, again, you don't have to, you were built the way you were built for a reason. Right. Uh, and you've gotten to it's sort of this for me anyway. It's like look at where you are and never forget who you are and what got you there, sort of thing for me, right? Because again, I think her coming into this realization of who she really was and looking back on how she was raised, her hometown, all those things. Uh that was that was a good track for sure. So the miseducation of Lauren Hill was your your top one. What what albums made your shortlist? Oh man. Yeah. I, I really had a hard one. I love music. I, I sing all the time. I'm a great uh, shower singer, but um, <laughs> my, my other two tracks that sort of came to mind when we talked were the essential Kirk Franklin. And that was, it, it's sort of like a mix of all the most popular Kirk Franklin songs. And I love it so much. It is my go-to. Now that's, that's gospel, right? Yes. It is gospel. I will weather every storm with that album. (laughs) 
Jen will tell you. The boys know it. I know she knows it. You know, I think it just takes me back to my roots of how I was raised. And it's my it's my go to to help me get through storms. And so even looking at like, okay, loving the Lauren Hill album, that's sort of I, I probably also did rely on the Kirk Franklin album to get me through those love scenarios. Right. That's my that's my everyday go to for sure. Um, and then Continuum by John Mayer. You know, uh, Jen and I discovered that I think we were living in London at the time, but I just it's a it's a pretty good album. It was it was a close call between the three. All so good, soulful, powerful, lyrical song albums, right? Like John Mayer is is a lot more talented than the you know bubblegum pop songs give him credit for. Oh yeah, yeah. he's he's a wonderful blues guitarist. His some of his lyrics can get a bit campy and poppy at, at times, but, but he's, uh, it's his guitar skills that I enjoy. He's, he's oh, really yeah. good on it. Yeah. I've seen him play a little bit. Uh, we haven't gotten to see any of these artists in person, but, uh, yeah, I've seen some videos of him play. He's super talented. Well, he did a, a side project for a while called the John Mayer trio where he, he partnered with, uh, Steve Jordan, uh, on drums and Peter Palladino on, on bass, two blues legends in the, themselves uh, played with Stevie Ray Vaughan and others. And uh, they did a, a small tour and had one live album and it's fantastic. I mean, they, they have covers of like Ray Charles in there and other things. And um, yeah, I, I would recommend that to any, it might even be on my personal short list. Yeah. John Mayer trio. It's a huh. album right, called, called try. Out. Oh, try. it's really, it's really, really good. Yeah. I love his voice. Again, so just powerful, soulful. Yeah. Uh, on that, he does a slow blues version of Daughters, mm. which uh, I'm not a big fan of the radio version that you always hear, yeah. which may even be on Continuum. I don't, I don't know. On Try, say it's it's slow, slow bluesy. It's oh. really good. Yeah, I'm going to have to take that out for sure. Appreciate that. Well, Marika, I'd like to thank you for your time today. It was truly a pleasure to sit and talk with you about the miseducation of Lauren Hill. Uh, please tell our listeners uh, what you're working on and if they can find you anywhere or anything you want to talk about. Yeah. Um, I know you mentioned this earlier, so I just want to go back to my um, apparel line, Raw 5 Gear. I am working on that right now. I actually originally started it, um, founded it in 2013 and was able to relaunch last year during the pandemic. Um, and it's so near and dear to my heart uh, with the mission of helping bring more recognition and respect to young girl and women athletes that we so deserve. You know, I, as a former athlete myself, having played at Georgia State, I certainly understand um, the lack of equality that, that there is out there. But it's getting better. And I'm so excited to have seen. I actually watched with my boys and the other night I watched with my brothers um, the WNBA championship. And it was, Pack stadium, you know, and there's, there's so much momentum around this. Chicago won yesterday. Did they? Chicago sky won tonight. Yeah, I think Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. Candace Parker brought it back home. And so this is just, you know, this was my way of having um, my two passions of, you know, creative artistry as well as sports background, you know, come together and it hopes in hopes of it being, you know, my way of giving back and doing my part to help in, in this momentum, um, that, that we have going here. And so the apparel line has, you know, just creative messaging on sweatshirts, t-shirts, hats, those sort of things that people can purchase from my website. 
raw5gear.com. Um, but I'm also working on trying to evolve into how I can help middle school, high school, younger athlete programs, whether that be sponsorships, you know, creative apparel for them as well. Um, and portions, really cool. portions of our proceeds do go back into programming that also helps young, young girl and women athletes. So check it out. Always open to feedback. And of course, you know, follow me if you want to, you know, hear more about it and, uh, see the momentum we'll put a a link to your website in the show notes sweet send that out to to our you know thousands and thousands of listeners out there steve this is gonna blow up (laughs) i'm putting it out there putting it in the universe (laughs) (laughs) i get that i'm gonna get to say i was one of your first guests looking back oh yeah yeah i used to record uh I'm sure you probably did this too, but the cassette tape, put the cassette tape in oh, yeah. video songs. Oh, yeah. That's how I learned all the lyrics to songs is I would play it, play it line by line, pause it, rewind it. Okay. Play it again, rap with it. I would, learn the whole I would record song. off the radio. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and then you, know, you just got to hope that the DJ doesn't start talking at the end of the song. <laughs> You're like, I just want to record the top, like the top 10 or whatever. You can see what the top songs were. So you mentioned Sister Act, and yes. I was a big fan of Sister Act 2. Sister Act 1, meh. I, I oh, really yeah. like Sister Act yeah. 2. And when Napster was a thing, you know, everyone downloaded, you know, just whatever's on top of their, their heads. And I actually downloaded His Eyes on the Sparrow, Joyful, Joyful, and Oh Happy oh. Day. I mean, those three songs were fantastic. Listen. From that movie. Amazing. It's like a guilty pleasure on my end. <laughs> those are the best. Yeah. Amazing songs. <laughs> Those three songs, either in the car, because I've still got them on, they're on here. <laughs> uh, I've still got them on my phone, but uh, also if the movie's on TV, those three songs still give me goosebumps. Oh, yeah. That's good singing. Uh, When they sing His Eyes on the Sparrow, it is beautiful. Like, just beautiful. Yeah. She's got a beautiful voice. Oh, gosh. Such a beautiful voice. And that one, that one will make you cry. Like, that song and and how powerful her delivery is with that song and heartfelt. It's just like, oh, my gosh. And then, yeah, of course, that last the last performance is always my favorite. I missed it tonight. <laughs> it's it's so nineties. <laughs> when you watch it, it is it is joyful, a joyful. like the guys coming in rapping. Yeah, yeah. You know with G O D. Yeah, you know me. <laughs> it's yeah. and then and then their clothes. You know they've got the oh, yeah, overalls with one hanging and the colors and it's Cross so nineties. <laughs> <laughs> it's a nice little time capsule. They did date themselves there, yeah. But that was the that was that's funny you said that because I, I was uh, in the kitchen tonight. I was like la 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 la. Everybody was like, "Why are you singing right now?" Well, she never did another movie, did she? She never did anything. Because she else. even outside the singing, she acted well in that movie. She did. She, yeah, going head to head with her mother and and uh, that's that storyline that she did good. 
I don't know what it was, but I think it was in probably it was a song on the album that alludes to like just I can't imagine what the industry tries to make you become to sell records or to sell anything, right? Like so oh, especially and, in the 90s where it was rampant. I mean, you see what it did to Britney and in other oh, yeah. I mean, it, it and from a female cr- crushed those young girls. I mean, I, yeah. It's her it's horrendous. Like you said, like try to tell her not to have her baby and all these things. Like you, I can't imagine what they went through, but something pulled, like pushed her away, and it's so terrible because I th- I do believe music saves souls, and her voice is God sent. And I'm like, she is not sharing that at all with the world. <laughs> and there's so many out there that, and people can hate me on this if they want, but people that can't sing, and it's all either auto tune yes. or just corrected corrected in in the studio. And they're making millions and putting out record after record, you know, from some Swedish studio or something. And you got a woman like this that can just with, with no music at all, just belt it. And it's beautiful yeah. and gorgeous. You know, that's yeah. it's it. Like you said, you're from God and that woman could sing. Yeah. And the ones that are making it are the ones that are losing who they are and abiding by these false senses of themselves from record labels and they'll do anything for that fame you know that fame is a drug but I think that's where a lot of them find themselves too like you said they go into ministry because it's like <laughs> yeah no it was it is uh just as Christ was a superstar you stupid star they'll hail you then nail you no matter who you are <laughs> no I love it <laughs> Uh, we'll we'll have we'll have you on again, you know, we'll, we'll, once we get into multiple seasons, and uh, and we'll get we'll get Jen on here too eventually. I appreciate it. I love it. I love it. I love that you're doing this. Thanks for having me. This was fun. Thanks for being on. Thank you for listening to Music Rewind, a podcast from the Sidereal Media Group. Until next time. A podcast from the Sidereal Media Group. Back to you, anchors.